Jesus said, look at the fig tree. When you see leaves, you know summer's coming. And today as we focus our thoughts, Psalm number 25, verse number 5. Remember, O Lord, your compassion and love, for they are from everlasting. Do you remember the spelling days? The spelling days. The days where your kids or grandkids did not yet know how to spell. Sort of, it went like this. Is it your turn to give Junior a B-A-T-H? And the little one just looks up there and doesn't quite know exactly what that means. Because you had a special language. You could spell words. You knew what each other meant. My older sisters had their own special language. At first, all I knew is when they said, Ikmay, they were talking about me. I learned later it was their own little version of Pig Latin. You know, Pig Latin, where you take the first letter from the word, put it to the end of the word, and add an A. And so it might sound like something like, Ike may is a a a ain pay. I didn't quite know what ain pay meant, but I knew it wasn't good, and I knew Ike may they were talking about me. That's kind of a communication that's going on at a certain level. People who were on the inside knew what was going on. Those who were on the outside knew something was going on, they just didn't know exactly what it was. Sort of those on the outside knew somehow that being an ain pay was not very good. Advent begins with this special kind of language. It's called apocalyptic writing, apocalyptic language. It's coded or veiled language spoken by those who have insight into the world that the world does not have. Specifically, apocalyptic language is language about the end of days from a religious community's point of view. Our remaking or re-understanding of what the church is talking about comes since we are 2,000 and sometimes 3,000 years after the apocalyptic language is given. The world that we live in, sort of the buckle of the Bible belt, somehow wants to see in this coded language something that they might find in the newspaper to see if Jesus is coming today or not. The truth is, is that Jesus has come. That Jesus is turning over the powers and the principalities of this world, that he has defeated death in the resurrection, and that the king, kingdom of God is fully coming through his church. We only await the fullness at the end of times. And so Jesus, as he talks to his disciples, he says, look, it will be plain to those who live in the world that the power of God is turning things over 
And when we see these things, we know that the fullness of God's kingdom is soon to be ushered in. Advent begins with a coded and cryptic world about the fulfilling of all things. But in fact, it is pointing to when this wonderful time of the end of the age begins in the gift to our world of God's Son, Jesus the Messiah. Apocalyptic language expresses the trauma that we feel in our world still. And yet, in the midst of that trauma, we are still filled with hope. These apocalyptic words are words that are filled with a reality that the world is not perfect, that we still have work to do, so stay alert. But the hope that God's fullness of turning things over upside down will soon come to be. Advent's foundation is a foundation of hope. This language sounds like terrible things are happening. Stars are falling out of the skies. The oceans are coming out of its boundaries. Powers are being turned upside down. But all of these things are just indicators that God's kingdom is coming into its fullness. Advent's hope is based on the foundation of the very presence of God in God's creation. As the psalmist says it, Remember, O Lord, your compassion and your love, for they are from everlasting. They are the foundation of this world. God's love and God's compassion are the very fabric of all that we rest our life upon. The original words are familiar to us if we've been in church. The love of the Lord never ceases. It is steadfast love. It is hesed. And it is all about God's commitment to us and to creation no matter what. Today we also see that there's another word there. Compassion. That word is rechem. That is one of the most amazing words that we gather here in Advent. It's brought into our psalm, and it's one we might not be familiar with. Rechem is often translated compassion. With suffering, compassion. But it's a particular kind of with suffering. It is a loving suffering. And that word comes from womb or birthing womb. It's the kind of love that suffers but delivers life into the world. It's the kind of compassion that realizes that without pain, love is not fully realized. God is the one who has steadfast foundational love and whose compassion, whose womb love is always with us. Do you see what the writers of our lectionary have done? 
talking about the very nature of God, using a, a feminine image of giving birth, the trauma of birth, but also the love and the fulfillment of birth foreshadows the coming love of God. Giving to us through the womb of Mary the love and the compassion of Jesus. God with us. The very Godhead being a part of this world and we who are part of this world somehow is taken back into the Godhead in the ascension. Compassion. To suffer with to lovingly birth and to lovingly hold together even in the midst of strife and pain. In the world Jesus lived in, there was plenty of strife and pain. The Romans owned Jerusalem. At their whim, they could do vile things in the temple. The power structure was such that a crucifixion was a wave of a hand and Jesus' words of hope will be that this system will be turned upside down. God is not abandoned. God's womb-like love is suffering with you and will birth something new in your presence. That same message, the power of apocalyptic writing is it's also for us. Pandemics. Diseases power struggles in the politics. All of these things cause disruption in life, and somehow it seems that we think God might have ab abandoned us. But God's love is steadfast. It is womb compassion. It travels with it through the difficulties, through the suffering, and is ready to birth something new. God's kingdom through us. That's what Advent brings in. It begins with the ending, the fullness of God overturning the powers and assuring us that love and compassion will always be with us, but gives us a picture of the way God will do this through a gift of his son, not born in a palace, but laid in a manger in a stable because God suffers with us. God's compassion gives birth to the life we are able to show in this world. As we enter now into this Advent, it's full of disruptions, stars falling, Caesars in turmoil, and diseases surround us. But God's word for us is upon my love, my steadfast love, Upon my compassion for all that surrounds us, I will birth something new. Amen.